0: Yeah, sure. Uh, So my name is Marie Polonguesa. I'm 28 years old and I'm from Ivory Coast.
1: Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi A14, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode.
0: I live in Italy since I was. I've been living in Italy since I was 10 years old, um, basically in Parma, Uh, and then I went to Bologna to start studying uh, foreign languages and literatures. And recently, I've graduated. And in the same period, um, principally in 2017, I started working with an association on the territory of Bologna. Uh, and it's an association who uh, work with migrants, uh, and it's a migrant-led organization who work with migrants to help them orientate themselves on the territory of Bologna. And since that moment, I still continue to work with them.
1: That's, that's very interesting. Uh, now, would you like to tell me, uh, you were born actually in every coast or you were born uh, somewhere before you came to Italy? Do you want to say anything about that? Yeah,
0: I was born actually in Ivory Coast. Uh, I stayed there until ten years old, and then I came in Italy.
1: Uh, is there anything that you remember of Ivory Coast because you were uh, you lived up to ten years there?
0: Yeah, actually, I remember everything: uh, the food, the music, the people. I have also parents there. I have my uncle and uh, a lot of cousins uh, that still live there, and we're contact. We are in contact with them. And also, uh, recently, I knew more about the history of my dad because I uh, lost my dad two years ago. Oh,
1: Um, sorry about that, yeah. Sorry about
0: that. Thank you. And that permits me also to know more about uh, his uh, story because usually it's not not someone who likes to talk a lot. So when he passed, we just discovered a lot of things we didn't know about. And it was interesting.
1: Is, there, is this something that you can share with her? Is it educating? Is it interesting? Yeah, say anything about that. What did uh, you find?
0: Uh, that I have a lot of brothers and sisters, uh, usually I, because uh, I have a, a big sister. She's 18 years older than me, uh, and then after the death of my dad, we discovered that we have other uh, three, three three brothers and other four sisters. So, your father
1: was very hardworking.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that's good, that's good. So, that you have, the, the family is now bigger now, which means uh, mm-hmm. the community is bigger for you now. That is also an opportunity, no?
0: Yeah, it's a great opportunity to know more about the country, to know more about my history and my family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's nice, actually.
1: And mm-hmm. they are really
0: welcoming, so.
1: That's lovely. Mm -hmm. For somebody who don't even know about Ivory Coast, because you live for 10 years there, what would you want the person to know? Because here we are are proud of where we are coming from. Yeah. In a special way.
0: (laughs) In fact, my thesis, like the thesis I made uh, to finish um, the university was also on Ivory Coast. That was really interesting. Um, For someone who doesn't know Ivory Coast, I will tell them that... um, it's a country who became independent in the nineteen sixties, and French is the most uh, is the common language that we talk. But actually, there are seven uh, ethnicities uh, present in the territory, and what is nice is that um, from the nineteen seventies until now, the Ivorians created a sort of pidgin um, or creole, as we can say. Uh, that is a mix of uh, um, French and also the local languages, so they can uh, have the power to reappropriate themselves of the local languages. Also, because during the uh, colonialism, um, the French, um, France, usually uh, try to um, make the Ivorian people feel like the common language, the local language, wasn't really important. Uh, also because it wasn't written and there was nothing to uh, learn it uh, in a written way. Uh, and it's nice because everything started from the young people of the 70 who were in the university and now it's uh, it can be considered as um, a new language, uh, studied by the university uh, with uh, phonetic, uh, all the different bases that characterize the language. Another important aspect is that we have uh, um, a cathedral. I don't know exactly the term in English, but... Um, a cathedral? It's not exactly a cathedral, but it the exact copy of the Basilica um, of San Pietro in oh, okay, that is present okay. in Italy. And we have it also in the capital of um, Ivory Coast, that is the Amsocron. Uh, And it's really important for us because it was a way um, for those who weren't able to go to Rome to see the basilica. uh, It was an important way to feel more connected to God and so that um, Christians could have done a pilgrimage to go directly there. And another important thing is the music, uh, also the food. Um, They're usually Ivorian people are really welcoming. They are um, every time present to help people. And also, last thing is that, that people don't know about in Ivory Coast is that actually is a country uh, where all the um, people in there are actually migrants because there's only one ethnic group that is from Ivory Coast, and in the group is the BT, But actually, all the different uh, ethnic ethnic groups are coming from different parts of Africa. So Ivory Coast actually is a country built by migrants.
1: All right, That is very important. So that is where we are starting the conversation today. Okay. Ivory Coast is a country that is built by migrants. And of course many countries in the world know all the countries of the world are built by migrants mm-hmm. because somewhere uh, wherever you might find yourself today you are coming from somewhere yeah that is the case that is a his- that is a history of humanity look at the united states for example you can talk of england yeah. you can talk of even italy itself yeah. uh, where we both are just now you can talk of france you can talk of germany Mm -hmm. We are all coming from somewhere. It just happened that someone came before the other who are new here. Even those who are before also came from somewhere. So that is very, I find Mm -hmm. that to be very interesting. So Mm -hmm. tell me about this project that you are working on with Refugee, this association. How did it start?
0: Okay, actually it started, it's really interesting to explain. So it started in 2017 actually. Um, I started to work with the association as an intern, as well as uh, as many of other friends that I have. We started to work there, and at that moment we were developing a project that was called uh, that was called Asop, uh, that means European Structural Orientation Program for migrants. The idea was to create a six-month program. Um, where well, we help them to learn more about uh, the Italian language, uh, uh, civil education, and to know more also about the um, what they could have done based on the uh, laws, on the policy of migration, uh, and also based on their status, so they could have... Ha- they could have access to uh, work and also other kind of uh, training and for uh, and um, apprenticeship. And uh, the idea was that at the end, for those who have learned uh, also German, the idea was to find a voluntary service to permit them uh, to go to Germany to um, to to start a voluntary work so that they could have come back to Italy and start a new, better life or implement uh, uh, the life here. But uh, this was possible also because um, the partner we were doing the project with is called My Emigraziunitainanda, and it's a German partner that is in Witten, uh, in the north-west uh, uh, of Germany. And uh, uh, when we started the project, we started to find it difficult uh, to bring migrants, in particular refugees, to Germany. Also because most of them didn't have the um, didn't ha- um, have yet the permit of stay, um, the one of for the international protection. So we decided to change the program and focus it more on the territory of Bologna so that they could have been more, um, how can I say that, maybe integrate is not the right word, but the idea is is that we wanted them to, be, uh, to feel part of the community, uh, to start to be uh, an active citizen uh, and help the local community to ameliorate uh, uh, and improve. Uh, Bologna, um, and this should have started with like knowing the different places of the services offered by the municipality. Also, because if you know well your city, you have the possibility uh, to uh, feel it, to feel that you are at home. Um, so after two other cycles, so it was actually for one year and six months. Uh, our partner, Migration International decided to change completely the project and to create Move Europe. And Move Europe is in particular for those people who want to travel but they don't have the power to do it or they don't even have the information um, or they don't even know where to start.
1: Information is, is everything because if you don't know uh, how to find your way around it can be really complicated. So this uh, first project that you were working on, what has happened to that project at the moment? Uh,
0: so now, actually, the project grew a lot because first we started um, this partnership with Migration in Germany and Universal, uh, the association that I am working with uh, in Bologna. And since it's like two years now that we are working also with different organizations, uh, all around Europe, in France, in Greece, uh, um, Spain, also um, Belgium, because we wanted to, uh, we wanted want the project to grow more, and so also to reach more migrants and refugees, so that they are aware of this opportunity. Until now, we have created a mobility guide to inform uh, also youth workers and. Um, other social actors who are working with migrants and refugees to know more about the uh, migration policies and the opportunity they might have uh, based on their status, their legal status. And also we have created, uh, um, uh, how can I say, a toolkit um, using uh, non-formal education uh, tools uh, to explain to migrants and refugees uh, how Move Europe works So, from the um, phase of registration when the migrants arrive to ask um, to participate. Usually we do um, a meeting, an interview to understand uh, what are their needs, what they really want to do, how they want to um, implement their uh, objectives and reach them. Uh, and also, uh, we try to explain to them what could be the main difficulties. Because most of the time, when someone has um, an objective or desire they want to reach, they uh, most of the time don't think about what could, what can be the what. Mm, sorry for that. What could uh, uh, what could be uh, the challenges, the main challenges. So we try to um, explain to them what could be. Hmm. Sorry. What are the main challenges? And then, uh, based on that, if they really want to continue uh, with us, we start um, the legal procedure, starting with the visa, Also, trying to see if they have they need a uh, language course so they can learn the language of the country where they're going. So it's if if it's France and they um, don't speak French, they have to learn French. Or if it's Germany, for sure they need to learn German also because when they're going there, they will have a German class uh, that they have to do to improve their German. Um, And also, we try to contact companies that are on the territory um, where they can uh, go to do um, what they really want to do so every also every research we made is based on the capacities and skills of the migrant and refugees so that they don't do uh, random stuff that are not useful but we try to focus on what is really important for them and what can really help them to improve these skills and also improve the, uh, the opportunity they could have in the job market. Now also, uh, we are trying also to uh, create mobility hubs around Europe. For now we have one in uh, Italy, also in uh, Rome. And we are trying to create another one in Bologna, because until now only Universal. Um, The association I'm working with is the only organization who gives the information in Bologna. And we have different others in um, in Germany. For example, we have one in uh, Leipzig. Uh, And uh, um, there should be also another one in France. And last thing is that we're also doing, in this moment, a training program for young people. In particular, uh, at the end of the project, uh, the people that have been selected will, be, uh, will become mentors for refugees, so they can help them directly in the system from the start to the finish of the program. Um, and until now, for example, in July, at the beginning of July, we will all, no, we'll all six uh, participants uh, for job shadowing, so they will know more about the. Um, how can I say that? Uh, they will know about. They, they will know more about the host. Um, how how migrants and refugees are hosted in Bologna, how they can uh, um, assist the migrant and refugees in this uh, uh, project, and also how uh, they can help with the skills. Uh, migrants and we want them also not to only teach something to someone else but also to learn from the migrants and refugees because most of the time uh, the idea is to create like a peer-to-peer project where we learn from each other and in the different activities I made in the past it was refugees and migrants who teach a lot to uh the social operators or social workers than the the opposite.
1: In this case now you are a, a social worker. How do you describe your profile in this in this uh in this job that you do?
0: Oh ah, huh. okay so it's quite complicated because usually when I have to define myself I don't find the right word. I usually define myself as a voluntary worker um because when I started to um, Work with the association I'm with. Um, the idea is, the idea was to um, use my experience as a migrant myself to help others because I know that I knew that it was really difficult for me and my mom, for example, to uh, have access to information. Usually, when you go to t- the Italian offices, most of the time they treat you like you. Um, You're not able to speak the language, uh, you're not able to understand what is written on the paper and they don't give you all the necessary information. So you have to search it yourself. And when I started, the idea was to help them to know everything possible. Also, explaining them how they what they have to do when they have to go to the questora, uh, what they have to do when they have to fill a simple paper, they don't have to miss any possible information because otherwise they need to restart from the beginning. Um, but now, in the association I'm working with, um, my main role is that they, the, they give me is like wait, I need to translate it. <laughs> Okay, Okay, so I'm responsible of the um, community integration program. That means that actually I'm doing quite a lot. Uh, This means like I need to uh, help the interns and voluntary um, to have more um, access to our uh, team um so they have the training at the beginning then they know how to uh, work at the help desk that we have to help migrants and refugees but also not to feel um, too much um overpower or um, they don't like put too too many emotions like too, they are not too sensitive because most of the time it happens that we have maybe my uh, we have maybe uh, interns. They start working with us, but they uh, also feel sorry because they feel powerless because they can't do a lot. So we try mm, to make them understand that uh, if even if they think they don't have any skills to help them, actually they have it, and also it's an important opportunity um, to work with us. Also because Universal is like a place where you can like learn a lot. Usually when you go to university, you just like learn things theoretically. In Universal, we gave you the opportunity to start to um, learn everything from, how can I say that? Uh, To learn everything from every point of view. For example, I started as an intern. And when I started at the beginning, I was teaching Italian. And then a few months later, they just told me, now you're going to work uh, um, as um, a coordinator for this project that we are doing, that is called ASOP, And you need to coordinate everyone. And I never done that before, but it was like uh, a challenge for me to learn something. They try to assist me as much as possible. And then they give me um, the world space to express myself, to create activities, workshops, and it was really useful. Also, uh, the role that I have means also that I need to help uh, when we have, for example, local calls or or international calls, also because we collaborate with an association in um, Cameroon that is called White Horizonte. And uh, different associations around Europe. When, for example, we participated to the Erasmus calls, um, and yeah, basically that. There's a lot of things to say, but we <laughs> are the most, in- the most important.
1: Thank you, thank you so much, Mary. Um, now, what type of what type of category of immigrants actually gets to you that you work with? Uh, are the immigrants predominantly coming from Africa, I don't know, coming uh, via the Lapedusa, or those coming also from the Eastern, uh, Eastern European country, I don't know, from Romania? Uh, Albanian, I don't know. So tell me, which are the type of immigrants that are getting to you?
0: Okay, so a great percentage is actually co- uh, coming from Western uh, of Africa, uh, also because they are in the uh, center of accommodation and they are the ones that arrived from 2011 until 2019 uh, from Lampedusa. Uh, then we have uh, a small portion that comes from uh, East Asia, that means Pakistan, Iran, uh, but also uh, we have uh, uh, people from Albania, um, but a small category. But the most uh, of them actually comes from West Africa. So the main languages that we use usually are French and English.
1: All right, thank you for that. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, what kind of challenges do you see these people uh, have that are coming to you? Let's say in this case, now let's look at those coming from West Africa in Mm -hmm. this situation.
0: Okay, so at the beginning when someone comes to our association is maybe to have more information on how to do a CV and how to search for a job. And then when we start to talk with them, we start to understand that maybe um, it's someone that usually... Uh, doesn't have the possibility to communicate with the local community, they just fix in their community and uh, don't improve the language. Uh, So they only speak maybe in English or only in French. Um, And then uh, um, most of the time they also, there are people who really want to contribute to the community and do any possible job but they don't know exactly where to start because maybe they don't have the contacts. Uh, So we try also to um, show them the city, also because maybe they're living in a certain part of the city. For example, women usually that are in the centre of accommodation usually are outside of Bologna, never in the city centre, so it's really difficult also to bring them in the city centre. And uh, also uh, when we try to do the activities most of uh, uh, since the team is multicultural because we have um, Erasmus students but also students of the University of Bologna and then we uh, try to work with migrants and refugees and when it happens every time we need to communicate from one another how to respect the space from each other to respect the religion and we the things that I've noted also for um, on migrants and refugees of uh, West Africa is that they're really eager to communicate uh, their culture also because for them it's really important that the local community know more about the countries instead of just um, putting um, stereotypes on them or judging them without really knowing them as a person.
1: Uh, Now, what about maybe their level of education? Do they, because now for you to learn another language, you need to learn your language, okay, speak it, but also able to interpret it and the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So do they have um, an academic qualification? Maybe not all of them, but what can you say in that area?
0: Okay, yes and no. Like when we try to do the Italian classes, we never do that on, for example, when you do Italian, usually when you do a language classes, you have to reach certain levels. So you have A1, A2, B1, B2. When we do our language classes, we never do these kind of levels because their levels are really below. Also, because most of the time we work with people who are not able to write. They have never learned how to write. um, And they're not even able to read. So we need to use all possible forms of communication to teach them the language. Also, because uh, usually when you think about teaching to someone, you think about writing and um, also talking like, you need to read something and you need to write something. But actually, it's not like that. You need to like use all the necessary uh, aspects to, to communicate with them. It can be for images. It can be also uh, talking simply with them, using games, uh, uh, simple tools that makes them uh, open more to you, and then they can maybe explain to you, I have this difficulty, I'm not able to write, write, I'm not able to read and then we start also to do that. So the level is really low usually and most of the time it's easy to communicate because maybe we have students who talk French or they, who speak in French or they speak in um, English and uh, for me, for example, in the beginning when I started to teach Italian It was easier for me because the people coming from my country were speaking French, but also it was a specific kind of French. It was a little bit different because we have this language I explained before. Um, And also I started to learn a little bit, um, maybe not say them, but understand maybe when someone was uh, speaking in um, different kind of English not the normal the British one uh, we all know but uh, for example in Nigeria they have uh, s- some specific words uh, and for example for an Italian student it for Italian white student it maybe can be difficult to understand what they are saying if they don't uh, give the right uh, uh, if they don't listen carefully so um, yeah I think during this period, it's like a very important moment because you learn a lot also from the student uh, if they open to you.
1: Open to you, yeah. That is a key word there. Uh, that led me to a question I, I was thinking before, which is collaboration on the part of uh, the immigrant, no, mm-hmm. that are now coming to Italy, that they are working with uh, in this case how much collaboration do you see on their part uh, in order for them to be integrated into the system or if you like and to be able to be helped so that they can learn the language and go into the society do whatever it is uh, that is right and also be able to find a job and do it where well. of course the skills and all of them put together help me
0: i mean From the city of Bologna, at least there's a lot of collaboration, like they try to do different activities as possible to help them. But actually, the idea that is perceived not only in Bologna, in uh, all the cities possible, is that um, usually the perception is that migrants and refugees coming from Africa needs to learn something, to do something, to work. Also, to have access, for for example, to the citizenship, you need to have a work, a certain um, amount of money uh, at the end of the month, uh, you need to be well integrated, uh, although, and it's not even enough because you need to uh, respect a lot of, um, how can I say, um, rules otherwise you exclude it from the society and it's really difficult why recently i saw also with the um, crisis in ukraine uh, that actually for ukrainian people who were ukrainian like white it was easier for them to have access uh, to education to have access to work because there was this um, path that permit them to usually to easily have access to everything. While migrants and refugees coming from West Africa, it's really difficult to have access to education because also most of the time, for example, my mom was one of those migrants who arrived in the 90s and, for example, she was uh, a nurse uh, in the hospital, but a diploma wasn't recognized in Italy. So she has to completely change the job. And this is an episode that happened to a lot of other people whose qualification wasn't um, even recognized. So they have to start from the very bottom. And it's not something also that happened to the West Africans, but also to other uh, countries of East Asia. And what I see is that usually people are treated like they don't know anything. Uh, they have to start from the very beginning, respect the Italian culture, respect every step possible, but no one is actually considering the culture they're coming from, or they, they didn't really want to learn a lot from the different cultures that you have to learn and I don't care about the rest.
1: That is quite harsh, but that is that is the reality of the situation, no? You mm-hmm. know, before, of course, we were saying that uh, there are some of these immigrants who maybe might not know how to read and write. Yes, there are these among the uh, African immigrants in Europe and in Italy, but that is not the whole of it. Exactly. There are a lot, a lot of uh, uh, immigrants coming from Nigeria, from Ghana, and from other parts of West Africa or Africa, who are already qualified. Some of them are graduate. Uh, some of them have been lawyers. I've seen lawyers here who uh, was already practicing at home but for some reason is, is decided to migrate to Italy. and
0: mm-hmm.
1: get here, he couldn't get anything. His paper, of course, cannot. I understand there are a lot of um, angles to it now because it depends on what kind of treaty is signed between Nigeria and Italy or okay, between West African states and Italian state. But it is, it is hard when somebody who have uh, gotten a lot of training in his life, all he can do in Italy is just to go and start washing toilets, things like that. If you ever, even able to get that, so I don't know. What do people complain to you? Those people that are coming in? because they are not empty heads. They have yeah. a lot of, they have a lot of qualifications and experiences in life.
0: What yeah. did they complain to you about? Uh, Usually they complain about that they don't feel respected, Um, they don't feel heard. Also, if you're a migrant or refugee in Italy, you don't have any possibility to choose anything regarding uh, your legal status, anything. You need to hope that someone will make the right decision for you so you can go on. And it's really difficult when you see people around you who are not making the right choice to help you um, improve your life. And usually, like, they have maybe difficulties when they go to the services and they are receiving a bad manner, also because they just think, for example, that uh, you're not going to be um, prepared. Uh, for example, for my whole life, there was the... It's not people think it's a myth, but actually it's not a myth. But you have, for example, if you're black, you need to dress well also because if you're not dressed well to go to only simply in the supermarket or to the municipality to do a document, they are not going to treat you well or they're going to think that maybe you're selling drugs or you're doing uh, a bad job, so you're not even able to speak or anything. Uh, for example, a recent episode happened to me on the train, where I was like, um, I made, the, I don't, I put the wrong mask because now we have to put the FFP2. Uh, on the train, and I wasn't uh, aware of that. So I put the chir- uh, chir- chirurgical one. Um, then the controller came, and he told me um, in a bad manner and also yelling at me, uh, you don't have the mask, so you need to go down. And I was like, okay, no problem. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm going down. But then I stopped myself when I was going down because I just saw around me a lot of white Italian people with the same mask that I, ha- that I was having, and he didn't even tell them, like, you need to go down to the train. <laughs> so and at the certain point, I was like, wait, can you please control also the other people on the train because you can come and yell at me and then you go away without saying a word. And then it was like, okay. Then he turned back and then he started talking in a very quiet way with the the white counterparts, telling them, please, you need to put the mask uh, because I don't want problem. Uh, also, the carabinieri will come, the police officers will come. And at a certain point also, he started to distribute masks to the people on the train so that they couldn't have a problem, but to me he didn't say a thing, and it was another woman who gave me basically the right mask to put to stay on the train. So yeah, that's things these things continually happen here in Italy, but also there's the thing that here in Italy, when you talk about the fact that racism exists, people usually say that's not real. Italy is not racist, we are really a welcoming country. Yes, that's true. Italy, it's very welcoming, but the people were really racist and we need to omit it to start the conversation about it.
1: The racism itself, the misbehavior, the, the discrimination of people uh, based on their skin color, that is an error. Of course, not everybody believes it's an error. Some other people think that it is right for them to do that. So I'm asking if there is anything that can be done about it or correct it.
0: Um, The first most important thing is that for me, Italy needs also to consider its colonial past. Also because, for example, in the school, they don't teach about uh, the role of Italy in the colonialism. Uh, They just like say two words. Yeah, we went to Ethiopia and Eritrea, uh, and there was this, 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 and then nothing else. And then they passed to the next topic. But if they really, because there's a lot of documents, uh, the documentation that need to be, um, I think they need to discuss about it in a very serious way uh, about the colonial past and starting a, and when they start to accept the colonial past then we can start also to say, okay, people here are racist, you can't say this thing, you can't do these things, we need to find a solution to solve problems, otherwise they will never stop. Because also Italian people, for example, a lot of black people here in Italy, if you ask them, they will for sure tell you something about the colonial history of uh, Italy. But there's a lot of italian people who didn't even know the colonial past of italy
1: all right that is selective history yeah it is very it's very common across across the board particularly here in the west they choose what they want to teach anyway Mm -hmm. i'm I'm not going to go um much on that um in terms of your association um universal Mm -hmm. Where does the help that you render to people end? I mean, what kind of help do you render to people? Okay, you did mention of the fact that you teach them languages and things like that. But what if this person do not have a place to stay? What if they don't have food to eat? Because the system doesn't recognize yet that they are human beings and they need these things. So I want to understand what kind of help do you give to people and where does it end?
0: Okay, actually the help never ends. Um, because the idea is to help migrants and refugees to feel empowered so they don't have to count on people to continually help them. Um, When, for example, they don't know where to sleep or where to eat, uh, we actually have uh, uh, the idea is that we have an help desk that can welcome people and give them more information on all the services that are present in Bologna, because most of the time people even doesn't even people don't even know that some services exist, or there's a specific place where you need to go uh, to explain the problem, and then they will give you, for example, a social um, assistant that will follow you and permit you to have a place where to sleep, where to stay, and also give you specific hours of places where you need to go to eat. Uh, so, usually we try to give them all this information, if necessary we put them in contact with the uh, services so that they can uh, uh, be assisted correctly. And also, um, with, uh, recently uh, with uh, the municipality of Bologna, we opened, uh, and also with different associations of Bologna, we opened uh, um, the anti, uh, anti-discriminatory desk. Uh, also to receive uh, um, complaints of people and to understand how we can really act in a more impactful way so that people will be heard or they will find the right way to um, solve the problems. For example, we started also, for example, when we receive any kind of um, um, complain, we try to understand with the person if it's a real discrimination or not. For example, if, for example, they just uh, go to the questura, they didn't receive the permit, someone go to the questura, they don't receive um, the permit of stay and we think maybe the police officer races, uh against me. We uh, try to understand with them, did you uh, Send the right paper. What are the papers that you sent to the questura? Uh, what did they told you? What did they um, ask you? Basically, and if, for example, one document was missing, and for this reason, the questura didn't even calculate the person, we just explained to them it's not discrimination, it's just that you forget this paper, but we can help you actually to. Uh, Trying to stay in contact with them, and uh, giving you also lawyers that will help you uh, to monitor the situation so that at the end you can have your permit of stay. But this doesn't help. Ha- this doesn't happen for anyone because any specific case actually is special. So you need to mm, evaluate, uh, um, analyze any case to understand how it's possible to help the person. And also, we talk about help, but the idea is not that we're giving an help. The idea is that we're giving a tool to someone to feel empowered so that next time you won't say, I am going to Universal to ask for an help, but I'm going to Universal to ask for specific information so that myself, I'm going to do that. And maybe if I'm able to do that in the future, I can come back as a volunteer to help someone else.
1: Now, how many people or can you say pass through your network, your association? Is there, I don't know, any figure that that you can think of uh, off your head?
0: There's a lot of people coming to Universal. Also because based on the fact that we have um, a partnership with the University of Bologna, We have a lot of interns, Uh, they can make like an internship of one year, but also six months or three months, it depends on the amount of hours they have to finish with us. Uh, We have uh, voluntary um, people who come to the association to just help when they have time. Um, For example, in the past um, years, we made like an activity that was distribution of Food packages uh, to the most uh, to the people who needed most in front of the association, and in that activity, uh, a lot of people of Bologna were involved uh, in, when they simply had time, like finding places to collect food, uh, helping us to organize the packages, and then to distribute them both in front of the uh, association, but also under the party How can we say party tree in English? For example, Bologna. Oh, like is, gates, as it were. Exactly, like okay, okay. it's like there's a lot of gates in Bologna, and during winter, uh, and also summer less. But during winter specifically, there's a lot of homeless people who sleep there during the night, and we tried in the past to give them uh, a lot of food packages so that they don't feel uh, um, also because they are scared to lose their place if they lose the place someone else will will take it so we try to give them food and also uh, at a certain point in in the winter we give we gave them also we try to collect clothes to give them so they wouldn't feel cold and some of the time uh, they opened themselves to us explaining their problems uh, to the voluntary people coming Um, Other times, they were just taking the food package, but they were always grateful with us and coming back to ask information and to know more about the different services. Also, um, since we have um, the different partnership uh, um, with other associations in Bologna, we usually organize activities, so we have mediators coming, uh, we are in contact with lawyers, so they every time know what is happening, and they can also give information uh, to other people. We have social workers. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of people coming to universal.
1: Oh, right, great. Now, to uh, the immigrant refugees out there who maybe uh, are listening to you, what do you want to tell then, as a conclusion to this conversation, of what they might do or what they should do so that they can have better experience here in Italy.
0: Um, hmm, hmm. good question. <laughs> Wait. Um, I just want to tell them that they are not alone. Um, this is imp- this is the most important for me because like when I arrived and also my mom arrived here in Italy, she was basically alone. She was feeling alone also. Uh, without having anyone to help her, I just want to tell them that they are not alone. They have, there are people who can um, not maybe help them, but give them the right direction to uh, feel so that they can feel more empowered. They don't have to uh, feel like, how can I say? Because in this moment, I'm speaking in Italian. Wait, um, for me, like, the most important thing is that most time it can happen that they feel like um, it doesn't make sense to continue to stay here, or it doesn't make sense to continue to um, fight to have something when people are not respecting you. You are the one that can make you feel respected. So I want to tell them not to feel down. Um, because there's always a solution, uh, but they just need to believe in themselves um, as people who have culture, who has um, an important background, and they need to believe that they are going, they can reach their goals. So, and in Italy, uh, even if it seems impossible, there's always a possibility, a way to reach your goal.
1: Thank you so much for that. Thank
0: you so for the opportunity. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate our review Obihe podcast and share with your friends who you might need it. I remain Obihe Ewunfo. Thank you so much for listening. And talk to you in the next episode.